Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. We gonna get this thing going one way or another. They try to hold us down, but you can't. You can't keep a good man down, right? <laughs> that's, that's a fact, man. You already yeah, know. Yeah. So, uh, as we talk about this off-season talk, hey, we gonna get this thing live like 95. You guys know how it goes. Hey, tell them who you are, man. Let them know where you're from and all this good stuff. Man, one and only Akoye Media. You already know. Uh, Philadelphia raised. Texas born. Um, definitely uh, enjoying the ride, as you already know. I'm ready to get kick-started with this season, but I'll set up for some Cowboys talk on a Wednesday night uh, anytime yes. if I can't have the real thing. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. Yes, indeed, man. So uh, with that being said, guys, this is – I'm Law Nation, and uh, you guys know my guy, Koye. He's He's been uh, representing the nation for a long time, too, as well. Uh, really, this is what? This your first year doing this thing, right, fam? Oh, yeah. It's first year, mm -hmm. first year ever putting out content. Yep. Yes, indeed. And what's that goal we're trying to get you at, man? <laughs> uh, at the, at the, I mean, sky's the limit. But at, at this point, I'm just trying to get to 10,000. Mm -hmm. uh, that was my goal for the summer, to, to be somewhere in the nine and 10,000 range. So I'm right on par with where I wanted to be. But I'm definitely trying to grow this page ridiculously because I think the sky's the limit as to where both of us can go with this whole mm -hmm. thing because um, the, the, the reception is, has been great. You know, even with the haters out there, the reception has mm -hmm. been great, man. So, uh, you know, I'm loving it. Uh, and as everybody knows, like I said on one of my live videos, you mentored me through this a lot, too. So, you know, I, I appreciate everything you've done as well. So uh, I'm loving it. Yes, indeed, man. One way or another, you're going to get there. And uh, shout out to everybody that's in the chat box, Flame Box, and on, also on the Facebook panel, man, The Elite, my guy, uh, Live Light 95, Jamal Anderson, I see you, man, uh, Vincent, Bobo, <laughs> Eric, what's up, man, Pookie, Ray Ray, Stomach Chain, all y'all, man, shout out to y'all, man. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, up, man, who you got? X-Factor, game-wise, uh, Dwayne Haskins, he said he got to run. You got school, but appreciate you stopping in even for a moment. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Then you got uh, Chef WD, Mr. Chips Hadley. What's up, y'all? Everybody kind of like trickling in now. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even advertise that we was having it or changing it to Wednesday. Should have did that, but, you know. That's all you know, good, building man. Building the plane while we flying, so yeah. Yeah, put the wings and propellers on. We're going to fly through this thing. And on our right. way flying through there, we're going to snatch that Super Bowl, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And now, believe yeah. it or not, we're we looking better towards that, too. Uh -huh. uh, we, we're built defensively. Um, I think the pieces that we added um, give us the ability to play with a different dimension because mm -hmm. we were built before, not to try to just jump in, but we were built before, I think, for a lead. We had a lot of pass rushers but didn't really have a lot of run stoppers outside of Sean Lee. I think now with the addition, as we said, of Antoine Woods uh, with a healthy Collins and then a heavy rotation in the middle between Ward, um, Price, I think, makes that team. They're moving kind of Ely inside. Maybe he'll do a little bit better inside. We get Irving back after week four. So right. the, the, we're, we're able to play a more dynamic uh, style and more aggressive style of defense now. So, uh, and that defense, if it's opportunistic enough, like if you count how many, uh, and I didn't even get a chance. It's the first time we get to talk about the game, actually. Right. They didn't get to talk about the game. But if you count the number of bat downs that they had at the line of scrimmage uh, last week, that was, you know, not saying they're going to reproduce that every week, but it just shows people are getting their hands up, people are getting in passing lanes, and they're firing and flying all over the place, man. And uh, if we're able to maintain that, yeah, you know, we'll get, we'll get our hands, paws on some balls. Yeah, hand paws on the balls uh, and foot and everything else you can get on that ball. Yeah, this right. is the thing. Uh, oh. I, when I look at preseason game, I'm looking at formation. I'm looking at the uh, the temperament of each individual. You know, of course, during the season, you look at the team. But during preseason, you can look at the individual play. You can look up where they line up and you, you can see a little bit. Even right. though a lot of people was mad on number 32, I still like the uh, the fight that he had it within himself, although he got beat on the plays. The guy is raw. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you look at the small things, where whether or not uh, this is the major thing right here. This week coming up, 
Uh-huh. This week coming up along, uh, I want to see improvement. If I can see improvement right. from week one of preseason to week two, then I say right. we got a keeper. If I see right. the exact same thing from the last week, then, hey, there's time, maybe time to hit the door and all these wide receivers that we bringing in. I want right. to know this, and I maybe you can help me out. Why in the right. world are we just bringing in all these wide receivers? Explain, uh, educate me, let me know. Let the nation know too as well. I mean, do we really have the answer to that? We already understand mm-hmm. there's a void that's been left by uh, Des Bryant. That that's not mm-hmm. going to go anywhere. People can try to discredit his speed or his abilities or whatever at this point, but it shows that even this team, we understand that there's a void that that has been left. Because if there was a surefire replacement, we wouldn't be grabbing guys like Dre Anderson and so on. I know there's probably an injury. I think to Noah Brown because I haven't seen him. But um, so maybe it's just a depth thing. But looking at him, he's a fiery um, Terrence Williams type. And I think we keep going after that type instead of the the Desmo, because I think they feel that they found that in one or two of uh, our players in Hearns and in Gallup. You know, Mm -hmm. and then you also have Mikel McKay, who can who's a high point guy. So I think between those three, they feel like they might have that that Des-esque type player. So now they're going after a, a faster route runner type um you know they have Tavon doing his thing but i don't think he's going to be a mainstay as far as you know starting and playing an entire game he's going to be a spot work guy mm-hmm. um and then you have beasley who when they flex out if they flex him and Tavon outside which they've been doing in practice uh you see that they're opening up in the scene for those guys that like to work across the middle with those linebackers like hearns and gallup they're killing on dig routes they're killing especially uh Anthony Brown, they're killing him on dig routes every day. <laughs> but I'm serious. Every time I look up, 30 getting beat. But um, yeah. But I feel you. Like I, I feel like they're they're looking for that route running, uh, possession style replacement. And maybe they had that in Wilson, but he got hurt. So uh, because that's who Dre, um, our Drace. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Dre Anderson. That's what he reminds me of a Cedric Wilson, um, Terrence Williams type guy. Runs routes pretty good. Big, but not too big. That AJ Brown build, mm-hmm. AJ Green. I mean, AJ Green build. You right. know, they're slim, slim, feisty guys. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it from this aspect of it, yeah, you can say that they missing Cedric Wilson. And this is the thing with this wide receiver play. Uh, I heard whispers. I heard noise that they're out there shopping Cole Beasley. And the, the guys ah. that they bring it in, uh, they're they're not Cole Beasley size. You know, these right. are all you know intermediate uh big guys like six foot one and above so right. um i don't know man um I, all i can do is sit back and wait to me personally it's just a waste of time because i don't really see any of these guys beating out nor uh brown lance lenore uh, unless they already had with their mind saying that we're going to move on from nor brown maybe but uh, right. you still got the gallup kid out there uh right. did i mention t williams too because even yeah, though Terrence Terrence williams, williams you know even though we all kind of hate on him, you know, a little bit. We mad at, him, at what he did this offseason, uh, you know, getting the DUI, hitting the curve, catching everything uh, but a ball, you know, when he hit that curve. But, you know. Hitting everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, catching everything else, you know. But this is the thing. Uh, the team respect him. You know, they still have right. a love affair for him. And he's one of the guys this season on his team. So, I, I don't know. I can't see I can't see beyond this week. I don't know. So, uh, it is what yeah. it is. I, I'm just still leaning more towards, hey, what do we need to do to help out the secondary? What do we need to do to help out the defensive tackle or the defensive front four? That's what I'm looking at. Uh, I think I think you can put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a healthy Antoine Brown, I mean, Antoine Woods and um, Collins playing, uh-huh. um, I'm happy at the one tech. Um, we have more than enough three tech guys. Um, so I think we're, we're, we're this is the best rotation or the best talent I've seen up front since, you know, the, the Russell Maryland, Leon Letts mm-hmm. and Charles Haley days. You know, we had you know, Tolbert and all those guys like we had a lot of guys that, that could just rotate in there. Big mm-hmm. guys who all were, you know, who all had their own little niche. And we got that now. Like, right. I don't care what combination uh, even our second unit is, is, is worthy of a start. You have Randy Gregory on the second unit right now. You know, alongside Jahai Ward and uh, Antoine Woods uh, or Dayton Jones, if Irving is starting and Collins mm-hmm. are starting, Dayton Jones and Antoine Woods are our backup interior guys. And I don't mind them starting. Right. You know what I mean? So 
that that rotation is heavy. And then Dorrance Armstrong is coming on strong. Uh, I like his motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taco is 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 building. You know, right. he's doing his thing. Taco's going to get his five, six sacks just off of his athleticism alone. The question is, is he going to be able to get to that eight to ten mark using technique outside of that? Because he's going to obviously get those bootleg sacks because he has speed on the edge. So, if, you know, if he catches a quarterback in the wrong you know, wrong look or trying to outrace him. He may get his sacks this year that way. Question is, is he going to get those extra three to six that come from actual technique? You know, the ones that law are getting that he's not. You know, yeah. that's that's what we want to see. So even Taco starting in that second unit is good. So our rotation at defensive line is, is great. Um, linebacker, I'm even okay with that. I think when you draft a guy mm-hmm. 19, and he's not even in your top three. You have two things you can ask yourself: Is it, you know, is he a poor player who, right. who who's a bust? Which which I don't think so, because he's playing good. Um, but that's a good scenario to have when you have Joe Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, Smith, and and Lee are our top three linebackers right now, in my opinion. And then Van Der Esch is is a great fill in anywhere along that line because he looks good. And even Lillard, Lillard even looks pretty good. He's he's running around there. Fifty three is all over the place. So yeah. happy with our linebackers. Our only question mark, and I know Mark Holmes will probably love to hear this, but our only question mark is at that safety position. And even there, we have players who, you know, Ken Ball. I think Heath and Woods are good. I think Frazier's up and coming, and we want. I just want to see a larger sample size from him. But I like him. But the right. problem is, right. if one of those guys goes down, there's not much behind those three. Mm-hmm. So as far as depth, I don't know about Jamil Showers. I mean, he either makes this 53-man roster this year or it's time for him to hang him up. But um, I'm not sure about what he'll be able to do. So uh, bringing in a safety is probably the only only concern if there is one. And I don't really – and I say concern because there's just a lack of a better term to use because I really, I'm really not worried about our secondary much with the size that we have and guys mm-hmm. like Cam Kelly and guys like Alumba and the experience we have and a guy like Byron Jones, uh, Cheeto, those guys can all play. And I think that's probably what, why they're not looking for a safety because those guys are versatile and they can play that, that center field position if push comes to shove. They're not hitters, except right. for Cheeto. Yeah, except Cheeto. For Cheeto. But and, uh, they can do it. I hear uh, noises out there that Kayvon may be injured, uh, may be placed on injury reserve. Somebody oh, in the chat man. box let me know uh, if any injury. I heard LVE got injured and Tavon Austin. I'm going to knock on some wood because uh, I don't want all this to happen. But uh, injuries is part of the game. We got to understand that. So the NFL is a war of attrition. The healthy team normally wins it, you know. So, uh, But shout out to uh, – those that's in the chat box, man, Brian Bradford, Savage Time, one of the coldest names on YouTube. Ghost of Flatbush. Uh, hey, that's a cold-ass name. Shout out to you, man. D. Wilson, William Perez. Uh, we have Sack Twin Boys for Life. And uh, and uh, who else we got? Gazar. Gazar, shout out to you. Anybody that's on your side of the woods? Um, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. another, another shout out definitely goes to uh, I Made This Track especially love the donations man so appreciate yeah. that and uh his question was uh he wants us to compare the front seven to our back end and wants to know like which we think is stronger but i'll get into that one second bro uh t- shout out the game wise once again gene Bryan, uh reckless anthony uh y'all dudes always showing up for me uh chris longley domino uh donna jet uh, i can't believe it. uh, uh he, he up there he always talking <laughs> trash but that's my that's my homie though yeah. uh cowboy crunk you know, I appreciate cool, y'all man. watching, man. Yeah. That's a lot of y'all out here, man. I, if I miss anybody, it's, it's not intentional. Yeah. Charge but it to I'm, the head, not the heart, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. so, I mean, moving forward, man, with this defense, uh, whether or not the front seven is better than the backhand, uh, to me, uh, the front seven have more depth uh, as far as the defensive end part of it, you know. Uh, yeah. The defensive I, I, end, the depth part of it. Now, as uh, far as the, uh, the the secondary, I can't I can't sleep on uh, Cheeto Bay Wuzier and right. or, or Chidobe Wuzier. He pronounced it Cheeto Bay. So, however yeah, you guys want to call his name, um, and and also and it's not I can't. It was like a a, a, Woozie, a, a Woozie, you know. 
Yeah, something like that. Whatever. Number 24. He's wearing number 24. I'm not going to sleep on him. I'm not going to sleep on Jordan Lewis. And right. uh, and hopefully, man, Jeff Heath, you know, the uh, the savior out there of the uh, Raiders game. Hopefully he can just come out there and, you know, just be ready to ball this year too. Uh, I, I, I agree. I think that when you – if you want to compare them, just look at it like name for name or, or talent level as far as how deep it goes with proven talent. Mm-hmm. And it's it's easy to say that the front seven definitely is, is where our bread and butter is right now. But the good thing is the, a, a good front four makes your, your back end stronger. So, you know, if, if anything, those guys are, are going to still be playing at the same level as our front seven because you see all the bat downs and all the mm-hmm. pressure. That's going to create opportunities for these, these defensive backs. These young guys aren't going to have to cover for four or five seconds. They have to cover for three, you know, and that's going to make everybody better. So, um I think it's the front front four or front seven that makes mm-hmm. that makes everything uh, move and, and go on this team right now. Um, and then if you look at the depth, like I said, Randy Gregory, who who initially was mm-hmm. the front runner on this team in 2015, coming out in that draft, uh, is now playing second, third, fourth fiddle <laughs> to guys right now like Dorrance Armstrong, Taco, and D Law. And wow. he still is, in my opinion, the most talented pass rusher that we have on the team. And he's still not, you know, that guy. He's not. So that tells you where the depth is right there. You know, then you have guys, like you said, you have Irving, then you have a, a clone in Irving and Jahai Ward. And I keep saying his name not because Ward's a beast and he's going to set the world on fire, but because I trust Rod Marinelli. And I, see, I saw what he did with Irving, who was also a little-known guy or a lesser-known guy than Jahai Ward even is at this point. Right. Uh, and and we saw how, you know, he's kind of made his strides over the last two years under Rod Marinelli. So we might not see the best of Ward this year with Marinelli, but we know what he can do. If if the heart is willing and the body is able, <laughs> Jahai Ward will be able to ball. So, Jahad Ward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah we, got, we, we, got, we got too many players that, that, that we like that could start. Whereas in the secondary, we had we're about three deep at corner. You know, mm-hmm. we're four, four. Well, I say three because I don't, I don't care to see Anthony Brown start for me. But uh, I say we're three deep at corner, and then it's mm-hmm. a bunch of question marks and one nuisance. You know, and, and that's and that's A B. And, I, and I, when I, when I talk about A B, I don't want to talk too too derogatorily about him. <laughs> but go ahead, man. Like, just go ahead. Tell 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 oh, us all about it. You know, it's just man. You know, tell him why you mad, son. Yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> it's serious. It's, um. I feel like um, I've been rooting for him, and he lets me down, sort of. Not that he has to live up to my standards, but you know, I root for the guy, and he, you know, he, he turns in uh, poor performances uh, at at the wrong times when when the spotlight's on him, when it's his opportunity to get up and and shine. I go back to that Raiders game before the mm-hmm. couple of plays before he the play before um, Lewis got mm-hmm. that pass interference. He had both hands on the pick six. <laughs> Game was over, and he could have been the savior of the year. Right, he would have loved them. They wouldn't have been talking about is he worth it or not because he wouldn't have had his opportunity to save that game. You know, uh, Brown would have been in you know in in our uh, good graces a couple of times, mm-hmm. and he, he did, he's done that too. So that's why I'm looking at him like that because when when opportunity knocks, you know you got to be prepared for it. You know you can't. Right. To used to say you can't. You can't get ready. You got to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And he seems like he always got to get ready. Well, I mean, yeah, he's one of the guys that if he didn't, if he does not perform this year, uh-huh. then he's out of the door. So we understand oh, yeah. that part of it. And this team, man, uh, the, the thing is, as far as the defense, we saw the difference, right? You, you're talking about all the bat downs that they got earlier, right? Right. So they're closing out in the passing lane. Uh, we got this young, hungry guy, number 74. I call him D.A., Dorrance mm-hmm. Armstrong. Uh, you know, it, it, this this team is going to be something different. I do know that we speak the same thing over and over again. But it's something about this team that, that is different. The temperament, the pace, everything else. Uh, I'm listening to 105.3, the fan. They're talking about the way that everybody's just being so aggressive this year and having like a chip on their shoulder. I really think that this this team may just be one of those teams that's something special this year. And although I do know that a lot of people have the reservation, which rightfully so, because really in the last past, what, eight years with Jason Garrett, Jason G, however you want to call him, Carrot, some people call him Carrot the Red Machine, whatever you want to call him, 
there's something about consistency. We right. got a consistency with the coaching staff, and we right. also have consistency now uh, as it relates to this going to be the third year that Dak Prescott will be behind center or under True. center, and he was going to play the uh, quarterback position. And right. now if we can have a clear head and a clear mind with number 21, this guy who's already highly touted as, as being better than Adrian Peterson coming out his first two years, Right. Can somebody argue against that? You know, so I think that if you add like an Adrian Peterson type of running back on his team, as we relate to what 21 can do, I think that this team can be something special. It's just that we have to put everything together. I've seen one, on one of the shows, I think it's 105.3 The Fan or ESPN or, or Fox News, one of those shows, I can't remember. Uh, but they was talking about the only reservation that they have on his team is the coaching staff. Mm. And, and I, I, yeah, that's not even. I mean, if that's your reservation, I'm right. I'm, I'm actually okay. Even Sir Clapperlot, man. Um, <laughs> one thing I can say that he's done, um, this year that I see, it's mm -hmm. like they're committed. They're committed right. like like a pig is the bacon, man. Uh, and the reason I say that is because the things that we do well. If you look at our team historically, the things that we've done well, we had like one guy that can do it. You know, we had one. Right. Lucky Whitehead, you know, now we have Cole Beasley, we have Tavon Austin that are like those little tweener uh, type players. We have depth there. Uh, we had one Terrence Williams. Now we have guys like Gallup. We had we had drafted Cedric Wilson. We just picked up uh, uh, Anderson. We have Deontay Thompson. We have other guys who can who can get in there and actually do something serviceable behind those names. We mm -hmm. had one Jason Witten, and then it was like, you know, uh, since – Mart Martellus Bennett left. It's just been a bunch of random guys playing tight end for us, and they might not have been random players or random talents, but they were kind of shrouded under that umbrella or that right. shadow that 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 Witten casted in in Dez and Romo. So I think if anything good came of those three leaving, it was the, the maybe maybe the cap space or maybe just the influence, the freedom of of, of culture change. That came with them being gone. Those those big personalities all leaving, and I'm not saying they were negative because I don't think Des Witten nor Romo were a negative influence at all. Honestly, it's just that it's hard to come in and try to change something that's already established. Where yeah. now we have depth at every position, and in depth that's not different from what's playing in front of it. Like Zeke's a a, a smash mouth finesse guy. He's he, he's like a they call it in boxing a, a puncher boxer, not a boxer right. puncher. You know, he's a he's a guy that smack you in the mouth, but he does have some finesse to him. Um, and then you have a guy right behind him and Rod Smith, so it's more of the same. And then you go get a Bo Scarborough, more of the same. Before we would have three different types of guys back there, where you couldn't do, you couldn't play your style and impose your will all day. But now I see, it looks like that's what we've gone after. People where it's like, okay, you you, you tired of that? And he get, he need a break. Are right, we gonna give you more of it? He's sitting right here on the bench. He do exactly the same thing. And they're doing the same thing on defense. It's like, well, McKay and those guys have really found the types of players they like. And you can see it because mm -hmm. these guys aren't clones of each other. Like, uh, if you look at Antoine Woods, you see a lot of Collins. You know, a guy, a big guy with a motor and pass mm -hmm. rush moves. The Quentin Osborne was more the same thing as a Collins as well. They look the same. Like, Collins last year mm -hmm. actually had more pass rush moves in practice. He was the hottest-looking defensive lineman. Uh, even above D Law, he had moves on top of moves for a big guy, and, I, and Woods is more the same of that. You have, you know, as I said a second ago, Ward, Ely, and and Irving are those, as those long body guys, and then another Crawford in the middle as well. Like these guys are, they all fit a similar mill, a mold. So it's sort of like Ozzie Newsom in, mm -hmm. in, the, in the Ravens. I think we have a style, and we have an identity. So seeing that this year, I don't really put any. Um, I honestly, I was very critical. But I don't really put any limits or any set expectations on this unit other than I want to see us flying around and I want to see us be a mean, in-your-face team, whether it's offense or defense. We just want to – like sort of like Pittsburgh, just smack you in the mm -hmm. mouth, man, and let you know you were in the game. If we can finish a year out, a, a hard-fought defensive year, which it will be because of the teams we're going up against and the style we play with the run, uh, if we can finish this year out, as I said before, uh, in the playoffs – uh, I'm happy because I feel like I'm happy with the direction our GM, our true GM, is going in mm -hmm. uh, with these guys. I, I just want to see more. I, I don't see how you add a player in the next year's draft. And I'm not talking about next year already, but, right. you know, 
I don't see how you add players to this in the off season, and and this gets better. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like imagine if we had to. You know, we have a safety that emerges this, this year, and we go out and, and and get an Earl Thomas next year or another Pro Bowl level talent on that back end. That's already you know fortified. Like this team is is primed to go somewhere. And, it, and you're right, it is it is riding on Dak. Who's who's looking better too? Like I, when I say improvement, and that's what I wanted to see in Dak. Mm-hmm. He's still not connecting on the passes that you want him to connect on fully, but the way he's missing now is a lot better than the way he was missing last year. And what I mean by that, he's not underthrowing anything. He's overthrowing everybody. So now it's just about putting the right amount of touch, the right amount of air under the ball to to, to get it where he needs to be. But at least <laughs> right. he's not worried. He's not worried about the mechanics and getting it out there. He's getting it out there. It's yes, just not indeed. where he needs to be yet. Yes, indeed, and uh, and and I saw that observation too as well at camp. Uh, I'm, I'm looking from the third third party uh, points of views from what people are putting out there as far as film. Right. Hopefully, when the Cowboys come down here in practice, I can weeble wobble my tail down there and watch it from my first eye. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but neither here nor there. Uh, uh, that's some good points altogether. When you're talking about Dak Prescott overthrowing a player, uh, that means that he he at least have the ball, uh, the strength of the of, of to throw the ball. It just that right. I really want Dak to work on his touch. It still has right. to be uh, one of those things where I really want to see that little touch. And he can develop that too. Because right. the only fear and reservation you will have on Dak is is that can he make the long ball, you know. And, and we're seeing that he can throw the long ball, but now we just need to see the touch. And now we Whoa. need to see a little bit more of that accuracy part of it. And, and just with that along, we do know that Gallup, he's one of those guys that can make an adjustment to the ball, kind of like what a younger Dez or Michael Irvin can do when they right. were playing. So that's what I like to see out there. Uh, shout yeah. out to D. Wilson dropping the flame of knowledge out there in the box. He said, along with the uh, salary cap of next right. year, that should propel us into getting a star player, basically, because he said that's t- right. that salary cap is going to be wide open. And just like I say, live like 95, we finally going to have some money to move around and get some nice key free agent players or pay our guys. So I really like that information, D. Wilson. Keep dropping the flame out there. And shout out to you too as well, Chris. I see you dropping all type of uh, flame emojis out there too as well. And shout out to right. the beer gang. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Yeah, you cut shout yours. You cut some of yours off, bro. What's going on? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to say it. You got to throw them out there, man. They still coming in. They still piling in. So I'll talk about more shout outs, definitely. But um, I feel you. Um, what was I going to say to you? Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I had something right on the tip of my tongue, and it just lost me, man. It's okay um, as we get there. <laughs> oh, I was talking about, you were talking about touch with, touch, with yeah. uh, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the mechanics have to come first, though. Like, if, once you have it to the point where you're not thinking right. about how you're going to, how much power or, or resistance or torque you need to put into a pass, then you can start playing with it more. Like when you could do it with your eyes closed, then you can start to start playing with it and deciding, you know, how you want to, you know, uh, uh, add a little bit more here or, or you know, whatever. You know, same right. thing with boxing. Like when you – it's hard enough just to punch a bag or a heavy bag all day, but if you do it long enough and you get good at that, that gets boring. So you start to say, okay, well, let me see if I can do it from this angle. Or let me see if I can do it from that angle. And you start switching it up. So I think he'll start switching it up and playing with it Probably not even this year. Maybe next year after he gets a full year under his butt where he's not, you know, going super Sam mode just to throw a 50-yard pass. If he don't have to do that, then his his accuracy will follow mm-hmm. shortly after. Because it's, a touch is a little more cerebral than it is than it is uh, physical because you already have that physicality down. You have to look at a, a, a player running, you know, sort of judge's trajectory and then decide okay you already know you can get it there but like how fast i want to get it there or should i throw hard right now you know what you thinking about that in a split second right so you can't be thinking about that and thinking about is my arm in the right place you know is, is my foot pointed in the right direction you can't be thinking about all those things at the same time so yes. let them right now just let them get the uh the mechanics down and then we'll work on touch later yeah. on yeah, and, and, you, and you're speaking the truth right there, uh, especially uh, <clears throat> players who are into going into their third year. Uh, they pick up new things, and, and I, I really want the coaching staff to do what's best for the player or do what's best for the team. I don't want us, when we get down to the money zone, green zone, red zone, however you want to call it, when you're in, in that sweet spot there, 
do what got you there. If if right. running the ball got you there, then don't try to get cute. I always say this with the Cowboys. Don't get cute. If you right. know you're not the, – the, if the fade pass in practice worked five out of ten, don't do that play. Don't right. do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> just right. just would you, if it's five out of ten in red zone during that time, then do right. your uh, RPO at that time. Give feed to Zeke. Feed 45. Right. If, if uh, number 36 make the team, Bo knows. Feed Bo. Right. You, you utilize that massive offensive line. Don't try to outthink yourself. Don't think too wise, yeah, right? Important, Get man. in there and uh, you power rush that thing in there. Get six points on the board, and you may live to play another down or another day. Make sure right. that, hell, damn it, this is the thing. If you trust this defense, if you trust this defense, I'm with the belief, hell, go go four downs with, and when you're in the money zone. Go right. four downs. If you're right there in the money zone and you trust what the defense can do, then you got four shots at it. Don't bring the kicker out there when you're on your side and you got only 10 yards to score. Just just right. don't, don't do it, especially if it's the first quarter. I, I, I feel like this team needs to have that type of mindset saying that once we close, we're going to use this massive offensive line that everybody been raving about, and we're right. going to use utilize Ezekiel Elliott. We're not going to try to force the fade pass if we're only connecting 5 out of 10 during practice or 4 out of 10. That's a horrible number. Or even 6 out of 10. I may go with that too. Don't do it. Don't right. do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see that too, like on the, on the, on the coaching and getting back mm-hmm. to them talking about that being our weakness um i want to see what linehan does and re- this is how i watch an offense or defense i look at you know consistency and, and like a tree is there a tree pattern right. meaning uh with offenses if are you doing random you know running random formation running random plays or are you building off of early successes so if i run out of the eye form uh early on am i changing that up and, and giving you the same look but running something similar or out of that same formation, you know, and, and then building off of it for a whole drive, right? That's what I want to see, like us be successful with certain looks, but mm-hmm. doing different things that look exactly the same from the start. You know what I mean? So a defense can't really pin down what you're doing, you know, because you look the same every time. The same thing when they when they used to talk about Jerry Rice running routes, mm-hmm. they would say, Every route looked the same. When you run in the fly route, it looked the same. It looked a comeback route. It looked the same. So you can't really anticipate what's coming next. If we have a flow like that going where it's not just random plays, you know, we'll come out in our form, and then the very next play we're in shotgun, and then we, you know, then we back in. And I'm like, oh, look, come out with a drive and a, and a full-fledged uh, script maybe in the first 14 plays, something like that, where we know this is the type of look and this is what we want to give this defense right now mm-hmm. so that we can set them up for this in the second half. And I'm not saying none of that's being done. I just want to see it a little bit more jumping right. out there a little bit more on you. And it, it was like that in 2016. And as I said before, I think that was because of Lucky Whitehead. Mm-hmm. Now people don't really give that that much credit because it allows you to still be basic. Having a guy that's, that, that can move in motion and identify certain defensive looks and expose those looks gives you more flexibility even when you're not doing anything actually you don't have to you know less is more you don't have to be super right. creative mm-hmm. you just have to you know you want Dak to see what's what move this guy around and a guy that they have to respect around and let's see what they do yes indeed you and know uh, what they'll do if you move Dez you know yeah I mean? you, you know and they, they already had the mindset of of how they're going to play against Dez but this now is like a uh pretty much a xenophobic you know way of looking at things the fear of the unknown you just really don't know who really is going to, who's going to be the focal point and uh, it's something different. And, and I'm going to just give a shout out to everybody of uh, the, the platforms that we are on right now. Uh, we are on Phantom. Uh, go follow and like and subscribe to Phantom. EBSN right. Online. This is on my Facebook uh, uh, side of things. Big Game right. James. Silver and Blue Nation. Did I mention D. Dallas Prospect? Every legend was once a prospect. And, of course, we, we know that uh, we are on Law Nations and the Koye Media's uh, outlets, too, as well. Guys, this is the thing. When we're talking about this offense and we're talking about what a lucky whitehead did in 2016, I do know that the, uh, the, the collective few, you know, that's out here saying, well, he was a horrible guy. He fumbled when he got the ball and he really wasn't really doing that much. But he does things that, that was unseen to, our, to the eyes of the most, right? Because it's just like what the Tavon Austin is going to do. He's going to bring, uh, when you line up the defense, 
you're going to have yourself saying, do you want to go with an extra linebacker? Are you going to go with the base format with the linebacker? Or are you going to bring in the nickel formation, whereas you're going to have an extra DB so that they can handle that speed? And what that does is that now when you bring in that extra DB, you got a right. guy named Ezekiel Elliott, the path of the righteous man guy. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> he's licking his chops because he knows for sure that nine times out of ten, he's a little bit bigger than a DB, and the DB normally going to line up a little bit out, outwards, and he knows for sure he can get six to seven yards off of off of, off of those edge runs or sweeps. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and then on, on, on top of that, think about this. Think about our eye formation mm-hmm. right now. Whether it be Jarwin, I don't think it's Rico that starts, but whether it's Jarwin, Rico, Rico, Swain at the tight end position. Um, then you have a Jamez Alawale at fullback and, right. and then Zeke back there, right? Um, right? And then you have two receivers outside. You can flex out of that. You can flex out of that and create all kinds of mismatches because you have a different element in Jamez being back there. True. So you can do a little bit more. Same thing when you bring a uh, Beasley and Austin out there at the same time. You, you have to think about how – how that affects the defense you mm-hmm. you can't look at uh austin and 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 beasley and say hey they're world beaters you don't look at them and say that but you also can't say hey when we flex those guys out on on the wing in space you can't bracket them out there but you also can't leave a linebacker out there or a safety to cover them unless it's like malcolm jenkins jenkins or uh uh, 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 it's only a few. Year. It's not a lot. Shout I out, shout that. out to Young Wilson and also Hulk Rage Cowboy man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, right, don't forget right. the Hulk Rage like that button too as well and smash Definitely. that. But yeah, you, it's only a few of them out there. It, right. they, can, they can cover that can inside. Out yeah. there. So yeah. then you're gonna have to put a corner out there and respect that. And when you do that, you create mm-hmm. mismatches inside for those bigger receivers and those tight ends and also the run. So. It, it, I like what we're able to do with right. those two little guys. I, I just want to see what we're able to do on a on a real Sunday when it counts, and that'll be like the litmus test. But from what I'm thinking, like what my gut says and what I see, I like the energy right now. That's that's the main thing, both offensively and defensively, but a little bit more on defense, man. Now, yes, they, they they look like killers out there, even though they call themselves, you know, the Hot Boys. I don't I don't know how much I, I like that name, but. Uh, Oh man! I like what it looks like on film. Yeah, this is the thing, man. It, the, the name is kind of you know ninety ish, you know, uh, or early two thousand ish, you know. But you yeah. know, it, it's just like anything else, you know. Uh, it, I remember the song said, "Do the laffy taffy," you know, or "Shake the laffy taffy," <laughs> man. So uh, you know, girl, shake that laffy taffy. That laughing yeah. taffy. That song was number one for a long time. I was in like, yeah. uh, or or if you if you uh you know from the south like I am, you know, it's time yeah, for the David you know, Banner. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's time for the percolator. It's time mm-hmm. for the percolator. And man, that was That's a song that that women would dance to. You go to the club like, hey, bro, hey, DJ, can you play that time for the percolator? Because uh, I'm trying to, you know, you know. Time for the percolator. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know I might be speaking over a lot of people's head, but yeah, that, that song used to go hard, you know. <laughs> that was that was that that'll get the party started though, especially if it's a bunch of big girls. <laughs> especially if they can do the split. You'd be like, oh wow. Got she, some she really... W's in the party, it's gonna get popping. <laughs> or lean Real with quick. it, rock with it, lean with it, uh, rock with it. That's all they said. Lean with it, rock with it, lean with it, rock with it. People's all in the club, like man. Come on, man, what mm-hmm. you can't <laughs> So I mean, sometimes songs and dances and and, and uh, names of songs can go a long way. You guys know how they go. Uh, yeah. Cash money. This is from Chris Longley. Yeah, <laughs> Henry. What's yeah. up? Shout out, salute to you and your whole family. Uh, Ty, I think that's how you say your name. Allah, man. Shout out to you too as well. Uh, Michael House. We sack and fumble recoveries. Yeah, we need those. Yeah, if we can get those, I'll be calling them hot boys. I'll be yeah. like, uh, I call them whatever. I call you Miss Doubtfire if you want me to. I don't know what they want to call me. They, they started to do that. Yeah. Uh, John Sparks said Doomsday 3.0. Uh, yeah. yeah. We need to come up with a better nickname, though. That's what Bishman just said, too. Like, I, I feel like, uh, shout out to Bishman. I feel like um, it's still under construction, just like this team is. We'll come up with mm-hmm. something that sticks. Did, didn't Nas spit some rhyme off of that hot boy uh, uh, record or something like that? 
And what a Missy Elliott, he said, ask your boy, CB, your advice, I'm switching gears, headlights, they shine so bright, huh? street like this is where you rest in peace, boy, get your mama's house shot up, bodies all chopped up when the bodies pop up, I ain't getting locked up, my bandage includes the block with the sunroof top, hood rats jumping on my jock cause they blew up the spot, you remember that song? Uh-huh. It was that off the high boys? No. It was off Missy Elliott, somebody that she had the high boys link on there? I don't know. About I don't that. know. Y'all help me out, man. Y'all help me out, bro. Help me I don't out. Doing no song with Juvie and them, man. No, 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 no. It wasn't with Juvie. You're talking about it with Missy Elliott. She was saying, "Hi, oh, boys." You know. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what song. Yeah, you got what I like. That song. You got what I like. So that pops in my mind when you hear "Hot Boys." That's the wrong. It's wrong. Hot Boys that they referring to, but you know what I'm talking about, though. You know what I mean? Hey, this defense can be having something that we like when they go out there and get those fumbles, and they get and they can be, you know, you know. Yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him spitting some bars, man. Nas was spitting. I was saying like, okay, let me see if I can learn this, so I can try to rap that line. You know what I mean? But uh, what's up, man? Uh, who, who's who we got out here? Uh, what you got on your end, man? As far as Just, the comments, Justin, Justin Quarles is saying that uh, he heard. Uh, oh no, he's talking about the songs or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, in regards to, uh, they they just naming the defenses out here. You know, uh, John Sparks said, uh, you know, as I said before, Doomsday three point oh. He justifying it now, trying to because everybody kind of jumped on him like, what happened to two point oh? But uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, and then you got people out here hating, hating saying we ain't gonna win no Super Bowl, so on. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'm not looking at this team like it's, it's Super Bowl or bust. Not I don't right. think Gary is, and that's why I'm not. You know, I'm not saying I don't want one this year. I, I really do feel like we have a team. If if the Pittsburgh Steelers under um, Cower, um, with Roethlisberger that year, if they were able to win a Super Bowl with the inexperience at quarterback and and you know and and not having been to where he is now in his career, I don't think that we're we're any different i think you know i think we're better overall offensively than they were at that time it's just that you know we we need Dak to hit a couple of those throws that he's not hitting right now kind of to open that defense up but uh defensively if we were already ranked eight overall Mm -hmm. if you ask yourself one question did this defense get better you have to say yes right so if our defense got better not saying that others aren't not saying there aren't injuries and and some of those balls that might have been deflected may be caught this year for touchdowns on us. Who knows? So you know anything can happen in the NFL. But we definitely got better on defense, and um, and, I, and I know we play ball control offense. So mm-hmm. even if you are a better offense, you're not going to get as many opportunities as you once get against our team because our defense is is going to give us a couple of those three and outs that we've been looking for and turnovers, hopefully. And our offense always has and always will play that parcels, ball control, run the mm-hmm. clock, through the clock uh, style. That's that's what we do. And we're built for it. We're built for it. Yes, um, indeed. We, we, we built for it. And this is the thing. If anybody, and I'm going to just give a shout out quick, real quick to my Facebook panel, David Holy Fire and Kerry uh, Teagle and Jay uh, Riss. Man, shout out to you guys. But this is the thing right here. Uh, Marcus uh, Calloway gave you a shout out too, Law. Yeah. He's Got our law up here on my page or whatever. Go ahead. Callaway the best way all day. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing, man. Or Galloway. What was his name? Callaway? Yeah, yeah. Marcus Callaway. Callaway. Shout out to you, man. This is the thing before I uh get into the tangent on, on uh the expectations. Uh we know for sure. Nobody in the chat box, nobody that's on my Facebook panel or anywhere else you watching this show, even on Ricochet. This is the thing. Nobody saw the 2007 New York Giants. I'm going to say them. Nobody saw that team winning the Super Bowl. Nobody saw the 2011, I believe, uh, right. uh, Giants won the Super Bowl. They didn't They didn't see that. And one could argue the fact that nobody saw the 79 last year, year before last, the Eagles doing what they did this year or what have you to win the Super Bowl or last year, whenever they won the Super Bowl. Well, it was 2018 when they won it. But you know what I'm talking about, the season-wise. Nobody saw them coming, but, you know, you right. might have your collective few Eagles fans. Y'all, we knew we were going to win the Super Bowl. No, it's always something about getting hot towards the latter part of the season. If we can find out a way 
to get everybody back. And I'm talking about Belly Irvin because I already know that there's news and, and, and uh, reports out there saying that he will not play at all this year. But if we can find a way to strike a match and blow up everything towards the latter part of the year as in a good way, blowing up things and making everybody really high boys <laughs> with that right. horrible name. And, and <laughs> it, we all be running around here talking about high boys and trying to right. quote some, uh, some, some cash money. Right. Uh, 99 record, 95 records, however, when they was doing that high boys record. We all be running around here talking about that. So uh, all we need to do is just a few things to happen. And just like last year, one can argue the fact that if a wide switch never fumbled the ball and if a few plays bounced our way, you know, right. <laughs> like a uh, Green Bay, if somebody was able to get to the Green Bay, we won those two games alone, Green Bay against the uh, L.A. Uh, Rams or even the Chargers, we won those games. Right. Maybe we'll have a different outlook at this year. And maybe, Seattle. We, yeah, Down Seattle here. game. So. Seattle. Football is, it, it, yeah, it's parody in the league, but football is a fickle process as, as it relates to win-loss record. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully this year we can have a, a healthy-minded uh, Ezekiel Elliott and everybody else stay in good grace, and maybe we can get on that hot boy streak. That's a fact, man. Um, I, yeah. I feel that. I, I feel like um, the, the ball is in our court at this point. I do agree with that. I mean, we are going to get punched in the mouth because there's been right. so much controversy surrounding the team this year. So a lot of people are going to be watching. It's, gonna, it's a lot more pressure. We have, you know, honestly, uh, in the news, and this is what's crazy, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's why I don't really like the media because, you know, they're coming up with whatever they come up with. Right, right, right. right. But uh, we've been talked about more this offseason, maybe by design, design, than the actual Super Bowl champs. <laughs> right. You very rarely hear about the Eagles. They flying under the radar, and they got a ring last year. You know what I mean? So that's how much pressure we've gone and added to this team. And, you know, you know, as, as I said, pressure, pressure busts pipes, but it also makes diamonds, people say, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we going to find out which one we are this year. You know, if we're a holy, rusty piece of shit or if mm-hmm. we're uh, something uh, to behold. You know what I mean? We'll find out. Yeah, I mean. But somebody said uh, we, we were – we, that that uh, of five star, he says that we were uh, ranked eight overall, but we sucked in eight games last year. But what I'm saying is, if we're still ranked eighth overall, and we all saw that we struggled defensively and stretches last year, yeah. and we still managed to rank eighth overall, correct? Imagine what we are when we don't struggle. Like what what we were if uh, Sean Lee doesn't get hurt for five games. If Hitchens, Sean Lee, and Smith played together for an entire season, imagine what we were then, because yeah. we did struggle and suck during stretches of the year, but we still were eighth overall and eleventh in the past, respectively. So, uh, and and I I would have never even guessed we were that high from the way we looked. I agree with the way we looked mm-hmm. in games, but at the same time, man, we're better than we were at that point, and I and I, I really like the way we moved our talent around. So, you know. We gonna see Byron out there jamming his heart out, you know. Uh, Cheetos out there, you know, right. uh, cutting up, uh, coming inside routes and, and and knocking shit down the way he's supposed to. Uh, Jordan is looking good on special teams. Um, he's looking good in his seven on seven drills. I haven't really seen him in the eleven on elevens like that. Uh, Anthony Brown is practicing. Matter of fact, uh, let's take a shot to that. He's practicing great. Let's just see right. him do it in the game. <laughs> That's what take we waiting for. Of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what if when he can do when the lights are brightest, you know? So that's what we waiting on, you know. Exactly. Yes, indeed. So I know I get a leg. Let me get my mic together. Let me see if I get this thing together. Now it's together. All right. So this is the thing, guys. Hey, in closing, because we're gonna try to do the show for about an hour. Uh, this is the thing. If we can get out there with all our guys healthy. Let me know again, guys. I do know that uh, I didn't get a chance to read any of the Cowboys news because I've just been on the ground running uh, when I got off of work. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of other stuff. So it's been all pleasure because uh, I got a promotion at my J-O-B. You know, when you do oh, a promotion, up, you know, the wife, you want to take you out. Yeah, appreciate it. You take, know take, another shot, take another shot of that. <laughs> yeah, take a shot of it, man. So and, it. And then I got to go out of town uh, this week. I will be back uh, Sunday. So uh, I'm going to be missing in action for a few days. So, But it's all good. It's all good for the glory of, of me celebrating celebrating my uh, promotion and stuff like that and also right. uh going back to my hometown and some some other stuff so but neither here nor there uh this team 
can and will do better and in our so many factors if we can just stay focused focus is is like this i always like to give analogies mm -hmm. difference between a laser and a light bulb they both beams of light it's just that the laser is so focused that beam of light is so focused that it can cut through diamonds it can cut through the strongest steel in the world it can cut through the strongest metal in the world as well it can show a beam of light that can flash from here to the moon because of the focus point of that laser meaning that just because you got a light that doesn't mean that you're you're not as bright as the laser but it's just all about the focus and if we can focus in on this team and get the defense together and get the offense together then we can cut through all of the bs we can cut through whatever the 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 uh ESPN, the four letter network, that's what I call them, and whatever else, what everybody else is saying about this team, if we can just stay focused. And I'm thinking that that was the main reason of where they're going with this team. And I do know that you love your guy, Dez Bryant. I hope he get, I hope he land on his feet in, in, in uh, Cleveland Browns. I hope that yeah. uh, Jason Witten have a wonderful uh, job career too, as well right. as on the Four Ladder Network. But if we can just stay focused now on the younger guys that we have and the acquisition that we made through the offseason, right. then we can cut right through all of the BS and host that Lombardi Trophy. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Let me let me uh, cut to uh, Brandon Newkirk too. I appreciate the donation. <laughs> Um, and he asks, um, well, he just basically made a statement. He just said, we must be clutch in, in the big-time games. Our downfall mm -hmm. uh, is we, we, we scared to be great, uh, like, we being, uh, like, like being famous. You know, we're scared of the limelight. Um, right. and, and we were just talking about that with Anthony Brown. Like, we got to step up at those crucial moments um, where those game-changing game or, or momentum-busting plays, uh, they've happened. They've happened. We've seen them. We just haven't taken advantage of all of them. So you're right. Um, again, Jordan Lewis, uh, he wouldn't have had that time on the clock had we how he coached a little bit better. Right. But Jordan Lewis in that Green Bay game, he he made one hell of a play, and they went right back at him with the same look, uh, with a different release, and he he missed, he fudged on that one. That could have been a different ball game. Um, Seattle, we dominated that game. Dak throw, Dak throws a pick six. Des fumbles. Mm -hmm. You know that changes the tide of things, and uh, we we lose that one. You know, so you know, three games, you could pick out three games that we could have won. Right. Uh, you know, you could pick out those three games, whether it be Seattle, Green Bay, um, and, and, and the Rams. You could pick those three games right there. We we could have won, and some can say we should have, but I think things happen the way they're supposed to. But then we're a 12 and 4 team, and, and Dez is probably still on it, and people probably are sitting here talking about whether or not we're a viable team or not. So you think about that. We're nine and seven, and it allows us to sort of uh, uh, fly under the radar in that sense because people aren't looking at us like mm -hmm. the thirteen and three team we were coming into last year. They're looking at us as a nine and seventeen when really, um, one one play each game, literally, mm -hmm. and one play in each of those games changed the tide and the outcome of those games. One Amazing. mistake at that crucial moment. So. Shout out again to, to Brandon for bringing that up because that is true. Uh, mm -hmm. If we're able to play a little bit better in the limelight, this team does uh, a night and day or a 180 uh, immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, or you could say 360 because we go back to where we were 2016. So we come full circle and we look the way we look just a little bit more uh, uh, feisty, which, which, which is always what I wanted. I actually liked Bill Cowher as a replacement uh, to Wade Phillips years ago because I wanted someone who brought that uh, Parcells type of nastiness or a uh, Mike Dicka style mm -hmm. nastiness to this team. I don't want a guy that just comes in and listens to, to Jerry and, and does well with motivating players. I want a guy that comes in and because you take on your coach's personality. So I wanted a guy that, 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 that coached like Roy Williams played, mm -hmm. you know, just smack everybody in the mouth. We figure out how to win later. No doubt, man. Hey, <laughs> you spitting the truth, man. You spitting the fire, man. I love to hear that, man. So, uh, I mean, in closing, man. So, so, what are your final approve of, of of hope of what this team? Uh, you just uh, did a wonderful soliloquy of of all that, but what are your <laughs> final thought, man? Uh, of who you need to see against the Cincinnati game? Oh man, in the Cincinnati game, I'm going to be looking. Uh, I'm still going to be watching the secondary closely because what 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 
if there was one bad thing that came out of the um, San Fran game, all those batted balls, a lot of them could have mm-hmm. and should have been interceptions. <laughs> could have, should have, uh, would have, yeah. Could have, should have, would have. Joe Thomas was the only one that was like playing hot potato out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when, you're, when your defensive line is creating that much pressure, which they're not used to back there, uh, when your defensive line is creating that much pressure, you got to be ready to jump routes. You got to be ready to to you, you have to kind of anticipate that. Like, you, you know that uh, – but they, it, it comes with trust, too. They don't have that trust yet. They got to know, like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, you know, after week four, you kind of know, like, these guys ain't giving nobody no time. So don't be worried about no double move because he ain't going to get time to get to that top route. So if you see something, jump it because if you even if you miss – he ain't got but four seconds, <laughs> so right. he might not be able to get that ball where it need to be fast enough. And if he do, I, I can come over the top of that. You know, talking about Woods and their communication is a little bit different when you have a defensive mm-hmm. line that's you know creating chaos up front, and that's what I heard, saw up front chaos. So the defensive line, I I, I think that was real. Um, right. I've been watching a lot of D Law, and I wanted because a lot of people were saying that was a fluke year. And I don't really. Uh, I'm, I'm about to bust that myth with some film because oh, wow. when you look yeah, at him, oh, definitely. Uh, he's he's. If you ask yourself, is it a myth? You have to ask yourself, is he getting those easy uh, sacks that come off of you know a bootleg, or is it coming off of this guy didn't even block him? Mm-hmm. You know, he got three, four, maybe five sacks. Off. No, he didn't do that. All of his sacks are coming off of straight fighting. Right. Even it, on the plays yeah. when he's not getting sacks, I've been watching him away from sacks, playing the run. Or, mm-hmm. or, or games where he didn't even get sacks, like the um, Charger game, things like that. Just watch what he's doing when he's not getting sacks, and he's still making you work. So is he working offensive lines even when they're stopping him? You know, is he putting them to work? And that's yes. So uh, D-Law is real. Um, and the rest of this defensive line, we already know what they're going to do. So I'm, I'm just watching that secondary. Uh, I know what Z can do. Uh, Connor Williams, I'm going to watch him close. He's a scary mm-hmm. guy because he doesn't have that strength yet. And I don't think he just I, – I, I don't think he's our best – and I, don't don't hate me for this. Mm-hmm. But at Dang. this point in his career, I don't think he's our best left guard. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is yet. Um, I think he has the potential to be uh, a better tackle than he is a guard. And the reason I say that is because he's a better – he's more finesse than he is power. And he, at this he point, more, yeah, because he got to right. make weight. He got to gain. And, right. and, yeah, you're right on the right page, but, you know, yeah, reps are so valuable. Oh yeah, yeah. He, the reps he, are so valuable. You know, he is yeah. a beast, and, it, and I, I don't think it's a strength thing. I think it's more technique. His strength mm-hmm. in his technique, because I know he has the raw power. Because we watched the guy work out, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's more strength in his technique, maybe balance in his technique. Because inside, he's he's facing defensive tackles, and and those those big slashing David Irving type tackles mm-hmm. are, are like uh, Vach would say those one gap. Uh, idiots, uh, you know, they they come forward and they they give them problems. Whereas on the outside, his, his feet are so good, I don't think you're getting around him. So him at right tackle or left tackle, I think he plays better than he does at guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know who you would put in there. I mean, Mar- maybe Marcus Martin, maybe Joe Looney, maybe uh maybe uh maybe you switch him and Collins. You never know, right? You know, because it's not like I don't want him on the foot on the field, but I, I just want to see more from Connor Williams. So, so offensively. I'll be watching him along with what we're able to do with our receivers. But I, I don't. I, I take the wide receivers with a grain of salt because it all, it all comes down to who's throwing them the ball and what situations we're in. And I don't think we get a lot of uh, consistency or flow when it comes to a receiver. A receiver, you know, works a, a DB out. You know, they'll mm-hmm. start off with a hitch route to bring them down. They'll, then they'll, they'll jump the slant routes to bring them inside. Now, now they, they, they're dictating the leverage of that DB if they're doing it right. Right. When you don't have a full game to do that, you know, it's kind of whatever works in the first quarter works. So you really don't get a, a real view of what that receiver can do until you get into the regular season because then you start seeing, okay, all right, he comes down because of those hitch routes. He, he steps inside because of those slant routes. He's taking that away. All right, now, you know, when, when, I, when I start double moving off that slant and, and running fades or whatever, now he's playing trail technique underneath that on, on, on that back shoulder. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're controlling where he's going. You right. know, and you can't really get into that type of progression mm-hmm. if the offense isn't in sync or if you don't really have that much time on the field, you know, with the same quarterback. So um, the receivers, I kind of I kind of saw what I needed to see in training camp. Mm-hmm. I just want to see uh, what they're able to do in real game time. But, you know, the, you, you, have to, you have to weigh the quarterback play 
And you also have to play way when those receivers get in because you have Cooper Rush and Mike White who will be playing behind a different line when mm-hmm. those some of those receivers get in. So, you know, if, if a Mikel McKay doesn't do that much, it's not because he can't do that much. It might be because he's playing in the fourth quarter where we, we don't have really the same line in front of a right. Mike White or we don't have the experience in a Mike White or the chemistry there. So, you know, it's a lot of different things you can say about receiver. I know everybody else is looking at that. But um, I saw what I needed to see in a Lance Lenore, uh, in a, um, a Gallup. Um, I like Mikel McKay and making this team and being a red zone guy. Um, so it's about, you know, and then you already know Beasley and, and Tavon Austin. So I think it's like two spots left, maybe two, uh, in that receiver core. And um, Deontay Thompson hasn't been around, so I don't really see who fills those shoes. So right. I don't really care what we do outside of those five, honestly. No, oh, no, well, man. Hearns. I'm sorry. Hearns is the Hearns. sixth guy. Yeah, yeah you know. Hearns falling. I'm sorry about her. No disrespect to Hearns right. or uh, Terrence Williams, matter of fact. So that's seven receivers right there. Um, so I don't really I, – I guess I proved myself wrong right there. No but doubt, I, man. No doubt. receivers that, that, that I think definitely uh, should and could make this team. Mikel McKay is probably the one bubble guy, and that's a toss-up between whether or not you like him or Noah Brown. No doubt. So, I mean, you like him over Noah Brown. So that that's good, man. So this coming weekend, we're going to be looking at those guys, right? right. And uh, you, you know me, preseason, I'm looking at the fourth and the third guys, you know, stringers. And uh, remember, guys out there that's in the chat box and this in the F, F, uh, FP, the, the elite Facebook panel. Shout out to y'all, man. Over 135 uh, comments over there in that section over there. Uh, right. This is the thing. Um, we're looking at individuals. I do know that uh, in, in the regular season, look at collective team. So individually, uh, we, I really want to see what the receiving core, can they duplicate what they did the first game? Uh, I'm looking at, I really okay with Dak Prescott. I really want to see a little bit more of Cooper Rush and the uh, Mike White kid. I want to see a little bit more quarters played out of Mike White. I want to see him drive the ball. Maybe he can play with the second team offensive line and not the third. I want to see how he goes through the progressions. Uh, I really think that, uh, like you said, with the uh, Mikael McKay and the other guys that we picked up, some guy named June and some guy named Carrington and whoever else, you know, we want to see whether or not they can flash out at us. That's the only hope that we can have. As uh, far as the defensive front four, I want to see if D.A. can bring it up again. And also Randy Gregory, I think that he's going to lace him oh, up, yeah, right? So those guys, I'm going to have a real good look. And then, of course, if LVE is healthy, I want to see him out there again. Hopefully he can get a real interception this week. Uh, those are the guys that I'm really looking Man. at. Everybody else, I'm really, you know. I'm yeah, I feel you on that. That, that. that Tony Toe Tap that uh, LV pulled off, uh, right. tried to pull off. Yeah. I think he would have had it had it not been for the, No, his foot was still on the line. But, yeah. you know, the fact that he even attempted it and, it, and, and that the level of athleticism, right. I was impressed by that. Um, he, he actually rose my eyebrows. But I've been watching a lot of him anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel comfortable and where he where his floor is right now uh he's still not taking on blocks the way you would want him to but uh, i'm comfortable with that because of his ability in space you know it's like you know you you kind of find he has to find his way down to that balance into that 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 happy medium and i'll be good but um, i know i I like what i saw in lve so you know i I really think he's gonna do something but i don't i don't think he's our our, one of our top three linebackers right now nor should he be no, um, no, 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 not right no, now. Be. No, he, he's still be. learning. He's just why he's playing a little slow out there. Yeah, and, uh, he, he's he's gonna he's he's going to get this thing together. Uh, yeah. one way or another, uh, my guy Koye. One way or another. So, uh, with that being said, man, where can they find your content, man? And follow me on the Koye Media's mm-hmm. uh, YouTube channel, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you guys already know patreon.com backslash Okoye if you guys want to support not only this show but the channel moving forward man we appreciate everything you guys do I appreciate you guys in the super chat you know throwing that up but you definitely can find me right here where you at right now tuning in uh, to Okoye Media um, I'm also on IG under I am underscore Okoye mm-hmm. um, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to talk a little shit during live games things like that if I'm not on an actual live stream uh, Twitter has always been good to us, and uh, actually, shout out to uh, shout out to Dayton Jones who, who threw us a shout out. He actually watched some of our stuff this week, so Absolutely. you know, you guys, 
you know if you guys want to have him on this show as as, as viewers uh definitely go out to both me and law's twitter and at the guy from our from, from that standpoint just go at him and let him know because he's already aware he's already following and uh you know don't don't think people from uh from the team aren't paying attention to what we're doing here because they are both uh both in the marketing room uh law know that more than anybody right. and uh and on the playing field so you know people are paying attention to the body of work we're putting out here so i appreciate you guys helping us grow it and uh, i hope you guys continue man but yeah, you definitely follow me here. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Koye Media as well. Yes, indeed, man. Y'all grow the nation, man. Follow everyone, man. Like I said, the uh, the Koye's, Vaj Lombardi, uh, Big Game James. Yes, yes. Silver and Blue Nations. Ari Tempkin from the uh, the Phantom. Follow these guys, man. Uh, DDP. Every legend was once a prospect. D Dallas Prospect Show. He got a prediction machine out there. So follow that. Uh, I'm going to post maybe uh, that on the Facebook side. It may be already running. Uh, I'm going to might try to put that in the link of the description box because he put the prediction out there. So uh, that's always a, a plus too as well. Uh, I'm also on a podcast. If if you're out there traveling going around visiting people and you're not able to jump on the youtubes of the world type in any podcast box and type in law nation and you should see either see my face or my logo and we can get this thing going one way or another that's all the time we have for today i really thank you all for yours and remember you're listening to nothing but the best salute salute we're out We're going to get this thing going, man. Salute to all y'all, man. Yes, sir. Yo. Let's get it. Hold on out of this thing. I don't like neck bones.